Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Bama Baseline Podcast for the 2020-2021 season. Uh, we just played a great game against Mississippi State and followed it up with another solid game against Auburn. What are your guys' thoughts about the game against Mississippi? Uh, yeah, so obviously the first thing that comes to mind out of this game, uh, Alabama is your SEC 2020-2021 regular season champions after this game. Uh, first of all, just to talk about that, uh, what a turnaround two years ago, we were losing to Norfolk state in the first round, the NIT. And, uh, here we are going 15 and two in the conference and winning the whole thing. Uh, just a great shout out to Nate Oates as a coach for making such a big impact. Uh, great shout out to the players for buying in and, and just what, what an atmosphere change for the Crimson Tide. Uh, I wanted to talk about one thing in this game and that one thing is defense, uh, Listen, we haven't been on offensively, and our defense has picked us up, and that's been so huge. Uh, I was telling Zach at the game, you know, the past few games we haven't given up more than 60 points, and I think that's something really big because on any given night when you're not able to – when you're not giving up 60 points, uh, it's really huge, and you're able to win close games like that, and that's exactly what they did. So defensive effort in this game was huge for the Crimson Tide. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, what a year it has been, like you said, a complete, like, culture change from, like, at least from my freshman year to now. Like, the team looks completely different, and for the better, obviously. It's great to see the, us uh, win the SEC. Uh, Mississippi State, it was a pretty good game overall. Um, the first half, it was – we were playing very well. Second half, it was more of a close one, but it was nice to see us close it out when the SEC for the first time. Since 2002, I believe. Yeah, for sure. I think there's definitely more than enough reason for celebration today. Um, you guys echoed, echoed it. Uh, Alabama is your SEC champion. Um, it's a great feeling. I think we've got a real good coach, and I think he's going to be a real good coach for the next decade or two, hopefully. Um, but I think in all this celebration, we should be fairly, fairly concerned. Um, the past couple games have been solid games for Alabama, but again, Nate Oates, offensive scheme is built entirely around. It is, it is entirely dependent upon the three point shot falling and against, uh, against Auburn, you know, it was falling eh, kind of, we shot 10 for 35 from the field, which isn't terrible, but in terms of a team that leans entirely too much on the three point shot, not good enough. Um, I, I just, I worry for this team come March. I think they had a strong end to the season against some conference opponents. And I think this is going to do wonders for their confidence. But if these shots don't start falling in March, I, I think we're going to be in for a rude awakening uh, because we've, we've seen this. Um, we've seen this in the pros in the NBA teams like the Rockets are on from three all season and a couple bad games in the playoffs and they're out completely. Um, I think Alabama needs to, they, they need, they, they get their day or two a celebration, but I think they need to refocus, uh, very quickly. I think they need to be ready for a quick turnaround come, uh, come tournament time. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I did have that concern after the Mississippi state game. Uh, obviously we shot a little bit better against Auburn, but, um, you know, what I saw in the Auburn game, which was really nice to see was ball movement was 10 times better. Uh, not as much breaking down off the dribble, which I really liked. 
Uh, that's going to be the key. And we were getting it inside. You know, shots weren't falling. People started going to the basket. Uh, credit to JQ for leading that charge and Shackleford, two of the smaller guys on the team, to get inside. Um, that really started to not only did we start scoring on the inside, but we also opened up a three from that in and out kind of uh, aspect. And that was, that was really impressive to me and kind of, I still have those worries that you have, um, but it definitely lessened the blow of those worries after seeing that kind of ball movement. Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, my worries would be tossed completely out of the window. If Nate Oates just found himself a couple slashers, we just need a couple guys who can get it inside consistently game after game, night after night. They don't need, they don't need to drop 20 every game, but you know, a solid eight, 10 points from inside the paint would do wonders for space in the floor for this team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I think Zach, Oh, go for it. I think Zach, uh, Zach and I were kind of talking before this game, but there is one guy who I think after the Auburn game might be deserving of more playing time and is, can be that slasher for us. Uh, and that's Joan Gary. 100%. That man is a beast. I I completely, I honestly think he's starting to be one of the most underrated players on our team. Like he's just like, like, like you said, he is the slash, the slasher that we are looking for. Like, I mean, all I see him do is just like absolutely hustle down the floor, just dunk the ball. I mean, I don't really see him shoot the ball. So he's just like that hustle player that like we need. So I think he should be deserving of like more minutes, at least in the coming games. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge, 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 huge in the next couple games is going to be Nate Oates figuring out how to get his talent on the floor because uh, he has a lot of talent on this team. Granted, uh, some of this talent, uh, you know, has, hasn't always been as evident, but he's got talented guys on this roster and Nate Oates being the uh, – X or current math teacher he is, he needs to use some of that, uh, some of that numbers genius and find ways to get his guys solid minutes. Um, if Javon's getting 30 minutes a night off the bench, I got no problems with that. But if you're only giving guys like Juwan Gary 11 minutes off the bench, I, I get a little, I get a little concerned about it. Here's the thing. Um, you know, I like Jordan Bruner, but he's not fullback yet. Uh, you could, yeah. It's very apparent on the court that he is not 100% yet, which is fine. Um, listen, he's not going to be there, and he will be there by the time we need him. But right now, he's just not there. So I think in the interim, I think you got to run with Gary and just say, okay, you know, see let's, let, let's, let's see what Gary's got. Let's see if Alex Reese can increase his um, – you know, increase his usage on the team, shoot a little better. Both of them need to rebound a little better. Um, but if they can do that, then you open up so many things for March. Um, and that's, what's going to be important. So I think it'll be interesting to see how Juwan plays in the, in the Georgia game. And if he gets more minutes, cause I absolutely think he should. So one player, one player that I've actually noticed that has been getting less minutes is Alex Reese. Do you guys like want to explain like, why you guys think he's getting less minutes? I think it really just might be his, his inconsistency. I think his shot hasn't been fallen recently. Um, I mean, the past two games, I think he's made a grand total of uh, two shots. No, just one. 
um, played seven minutes against uh, Auburn and played nine minutes against Mississippi State, went one for five against Mississippi and 0 for one against Auburn. Granted, sample size is small these past couple of games, and we've seen Alex Reese play well before. But, you know, I think in terms of getting Bruner, getting Bruner some minutes, uh, trying to fit Juwan Gary in there with the addition of Reese's shot, just being a little funky. Uh, really, ever since um, uh, what game is that? Was that was, no? It wasn't Missouri. No, uh, it was um, where he, he shot against, yeah, yeah. against Arkansas. Threw up seven, seven. Like a single one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I think another guy that has the opportunity to get some more minutes and be another slasher, like the guys we're talking about, is James Rojas. Uh, Rojas has the opportunity to be offensively inclined and be really good at it. Uh, not in a big role. Uh, obviously, he's not going to get the ball a lot. But I think, you know, you get Rojas in there, he gives you a hard minutes, he gets a couple offensive rebounds. You never know. Uh, so that'll also be be interesting to see if Rojas can get some more minutes minutes as well in there uh, to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the at the game, Brandon, what kind of player we think uh, Rojas is going to be. I mean, me personally, I think I think he should develop into like he should get hit their weight room and become like some like strong, like kind of like short big man in the paint. I don't know. I'm trying to like think of like an NBA player to like compare him to like. Yeah. Well, I can't think of it right now, but I think like he would be like a good player if like to be like be like a strong player and get a lot of boards, be able to hit that three as he showed in Mississippi State. Um, I think that would be a good way to for him to develop. I mean, him being one of the most one again one of the most underrated players on our team. Yeah, I would agree. Um, switching over to the women's side. So last week we kind of talked about how the Aggies needed to look out and they did Alabama women played them tough, but it was ended up being a 73 67 loss. Uh, we kind of talked about, we thought this was going to be close, but unfortunately the tie didn't come up great. Uh, Jordan Lewis played really well with 21 points, but the three stars didn't, didn't really come out to play uh, only having 11 13. And that just didn't get it done against the number three team in the country. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the ladies played a great game against uh, AM. I really, I I was impressed. Um, the they all shot relatively well. I mean, Jordan Lewis was slightly off from three, uh, but I thought they all shot really well from the field. I thought they all made right uh, the right decisions. I thought they all played hard. I thought they all played tough. Um, sometimes you just can't beat the third seed, and that's not a that's not something to be you know ashamed of. Uh, yeah. Texas wins the third seed for a reason. Uh, Arkansas is the 16th seed for a reason, or was that? Yeah, 16th seed yeah. for a reason. Um, but they played hard. Uh, that's all you can really ask for. Um, I think they had a, a great closeout to the season. Um, I really thought they started to get things clicking towards the end. And I, if anything, I'm just more hopeful. I'm more excited for next year for these ladies. I think they're going to build upon a really, really strong finish to this season. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see them. They have that makeup game tonight with Missouri. And then, um, you know, after SEC play, it looks like they'll probably fall into that 7-10 category for the women's tournament. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll be interesting to see how they continue to build off this, um, but more so looking in next season. Yeah, I mean, to build off the talent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hopefully they can make a nice run. 
Yeah. I mean, you can ask for much more from an unranked women's team to go up against the third ranked team in the country. I mean, it was oh, a great, shit. I mean, yeah. like they only lost by six. It was, it's not like we lost by 20 or anything. Right. I mean, the Arkansas game, yeah. I mean, the Arkansas game was a little different, obviously, but you know, you come off a tough test against A&M on Thursday and then to turn around and play another tough test three days later on Sunday it's just a daunting task for, like you said, an unranked team. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not upset with the performance. I mean, look at the three, Jordan Lewis, 15, you know, Copeland, 18, you know, it, like we were there. It's just, unfortunately, it, it's tough to beat a really, really good Arkansas team. And that's what we saw. Yeah. I just would like for the future, just for the ladies team, just to get outside of those three stars, some help. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're just a couple pieces away from really being able to compete in the SEC. I would I would agree with that. Um, so looking forward, uh, in part two, we will be talking about the position of the men's and women's teams in bracketology. We will also be going through uh, upset with Baylor. And just a couple more topics, maybe pick some conference tournament winners as we seek into March, because this I believe this is the first time we're recording in March, correct? It is officially March. So we are officially we are officially in March. The madness has begun, and it's going to get even crazier. Not wait for the tournament, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited, especially after missing last year. That was uh, tough. So, but when we return for part two, we'll be talking about all of that. So stick around, and thank you for listening to Bama Baseline. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone. Welcome back, folks, to Bama Baseline. Uh, we're in part two now talking about all things going on in college basketball, and we'll start it off with some bracketology for the men. Now, ESPN has Alabama as the two seed in Region 4, with Illinois being the one seed. Uh, Alabama would be projected to play Cleveland State, uh, and we were just talking about it. Man. Does the two seed in Region 4 look great? Oh, how the cookie crumbles. I mean, wow. <laughs> if we could stay right here, um, it, if we could stay right here come tournament time, I think it's – I think we had a better chance than than most to make the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Um, you look at Region 4 and there's, there's no real teams that – I mean, Illinois, obviously, just because they're the one seed, you got to give them some credit. But most of these other teams don't look like they could give Alabama a, a real run for their money. I mean, Florida State, uh, you guys have been echoing it in recent weeks. Is, oh, yeah. Don't sleep. Uh, you should not underestimate Florida State. But you've got teams like Florida, UConn, uh, Creighton, Kansas, that I just think Alabama would have no, no trouble with. Assuming they even make it to uh, to a, a round where they would have to face us. Yeah, and on the Florida State point, I mean, like, yes, Florida State is a great team, and they're in that three seed, so it would be interesting to see if Alabama got to play them. But Florida State's not out of the woods. I mean, USC at that six seed is a decent team who could play pretty well. And then for the playing game, you have a Michigan State team who's been red hot to start March, and Drake, who's been – you know, the best team in their conference are looking to probably get an at-large bid, even though they're probably not even going to win their own conference with Loyola Chicago uh, in that in that field with them. Um, 
So, you know, don't be surprised. Florida State falls early, too. I mean, it is March. Literally, any team can be beat at any given day, as we said before. I mean, like, upsets happen all the time. But I'm not trying to get too excited. Like, I don't want to think about going to the Final Four yet. I want to take – I want to take it with the mindset of taking it round by round, mm-hmm. like, with Alabama, because, like I said, anything can happen. But – I, this is where exactly I want to be. And listen, I mean, uh, Alabama wins three more games, four more games. It's it's one seed in Region Four. Uh, honestly, think about it. I mean, the only other candidates for of of one seed, arguably right now, are Ohio State sitting at that two seed, and then Iowa. Illinois and Michigan all playing for a one seed it you know a couple things fall down in the in the big 10 and Alabama keeps winning Alabama's a one seed and there's no question about I mean think about Illinois has to go play you know regardless of what happens it's gonna have to play someone like Ohio State Iowa or Michigan in the big 10 in the semifinals in the big 10 tournament you know yeah and if Michigan takes care of business like a lot of people think they are when Alabama wins the SEC, now we start asking questions. We still got to take care of business. I wouldn't go far saying we're going to win it. We still have to take care of business. I agree. I'm not saying we're not, you know, I, I share that same sentiment with Alabama. Alabama has to take care of business as well. But, you know, I, I, I do like Alabama's road ahead more than I like, say, Illinois or Ohio State right now. Um, it's a fair. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. It'll certainly be interesting to see how it eventually shakes out uh, for all of this. I mean, this is this is just so sexy looking at this bracket. <laughs> this is right where I want to be. I mean, we're gonna probably kill Cleveland State first round, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just afraid to play Florida State come, what would that be, like the third game? Sweet 16? Third. It'd be the Sweet 16. Yeah, exactly. If we get through them, then I would feel pretty confident going further on. But I don't want to get too excited come – I don't want to get too excited too early. Listen, one game at a time right here. One game at a time. That's all we can control. That's all we can control. One and up. Especially for a team that's whose shot can disappear and reappear at a moment's notice, I yeah, this team would be uh, this team would be very lucky to take it one game at a time. Hey, is this team? If this team starts look, I think we can look forward. I mean, we're not the ones jacking up threes all game, but if this team looks forward, I think uh, I think we might we Things might end quickly. have a disappointing end to our, our 2021 run. I just hope if we somehow make the final four that we don't play Gonzaga. That's just my I, – I, I, if we make it thus far, I just would not want to play them. Like, the, that, they're literally the last team I want to play right now. Yeah. Not, like, Baylor just lost. So, I mean, they've shown they can be beat. Gonzaga, on the other hand, has yet to lose. Yeah. Um. So with that, switching kind of over to the women's side, women haven't moved from their spot regardless of the two losses. Obviously, the two really good ranked opponents. Um, they're still in that seven spot in the UConn 
uh, bracket. But uh, I like Alabama playing DePaul. I think they can win that. And then it's a tough test against Louisville. Louisville has a great women's team. But I think Louisville's beatable. You know, as if you watch some ACC women's basketball, you know, some teams like Syracuse, some teams like UNC, you know, there has been the ability to beat Louisville. That's why they're on the two, two line instead of the one line. Um, so obviously with them, it's another one step at a time, but you know, I, I don't hate our chances and I, I think the women can continue on. I mean, we're in, we're in a bracket with UConn. Yeah. That's not always promising, but uh, whenever I see UConn and women's basketball, that doesn't give me a good feeling in my stomach. Got to be honest with you guys. Yeah, but, but that's that's a long way down to get there. Um, that is know, true. For the women's team, you gotta, you know, it does a one game at a time. It's it's taken to, you know, tier seven. You you absolutely have to think that way. We just need our three stars to like absolutely pop off come start of the tournament. Absolutely. We walk or drop in like 40. Absolutely. So in the preview to this part, we talked about uh, Baylor losing, which they did. Uh, Baylor lost their first game to, I believe it was Kansas. I think it was Kansas. Okay. Um, you know, I, I don't really think it changes anything. I still think Baylor is one of the top teams in the country. I don't, you know, I, obviously it's, crazy to see him lose a perfect season, but you know, college basketball is not a sport where a perfect season is attainable. So I don't think this hurts them at all. That's why you saw them back in the, the second overall seed. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the Big 12 tournament, because I definitely think there's some teams who threaten them. Um, you know, obviously Kansas who beat them. There's you know, Oklahoma, who's spotty, but good. West Virginia's creeping up there. Um, Big 12 is pretty good, honestly. Oklahoma State's finding their stride late with a yeah. with an, at this point, I think, unarguable number one pick in the draft in Cade Cunningham. Best player in the country. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I'm my sleeper team. If I mean for the tournament's Oklahoma State, yeah. Oklahoma, as, if you have Cade Cunningham on your team, like you always have a chance to win the game. Yeah, it, you know, almost. You know, with my situation, obviously, my sister going to uh, Oklahoma State, it's going to be interesting uh, because I think they're slated as the four seed in our bracket, or maybe not. I think that might have moved, but. Um, you know, that's a matchup I want to see. Herb Jones defending Kate Cunningham. Oh, my God. I don't want to see that. Ugh. That would be a war. I would love it. I think I, Herb would win. but I think Herb would lose. <laughs> I don't think so. I think Herb's got too much you, on him. Credit Herb like that? You, gotta, you, gotta, you can't I just say Herb Jones, and he's definitely a defensive player of the year for the SEC candidate. He just needs to start playing like it night in and night out. I need to see this man. I, I would – I'd honestly prefer – he drops only two points on two shot attempts, but he gets like six steals, maybe two blocks, uh, two boards. I mean, Herb, Herb Jones is the type of player to like put up like 20 points and like 
20 rebounds. He's going to be a player that scores like 10 points and then he'll grab a bunch of rebounds and play like, and he'll lock you up. I just just feel like it's especially come March. I, I personally want Herb to be as big a defensive presence as we all think he should be. I think you'll see that. Um, There were highlights of that in Auburn in the Auburn game. Um, I think to be honest with you, I think he's been limiting himself a little bit to get back from injury. I mean, he guards Kate Cunningham, and that man, that, like, God, God. I mean, it would be like a power forward on a – it would be basically a small forward slash power forward on a uh, point guard. Yeah. Yeah, but but Kate is that big. Kate, you know, Kate's 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, six, okay. So, I mean, yeah, we put him on. But, I mean, I think Herb definitely would have a chance of, like, defending him pretty well. I mean, Cade would probably still do get some points, obviously, because he's the best player in the country. But yeah. I think it would play him better than, I would say, most players in the country. Listen, I think if, you're, if you have the task of guarding Cade Cunningham and he scores anything less than 20, you did a great job. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, if he scores less than 20, you, you played your defense that game. Oh, yeah, I mean... Oh. Uh, but... You know, switching switching gears here. Let's let's talk about some let's 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 predict some conference tournament winners. Um, and we won't do all of them. We'll just do let's do the big like four, and let's do SEC winner, ACC winner, Big Ten winner, Big Twelve winner. I'll throw it over to Zach to start. With we'll start in the Big Twelve. Um, Big Twelve. I think uh, – well, I mean, it's going to be Baylor. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not too much to think about. Um, they're just one of the best teams in the country outside of that one loss. Uh, I, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to win. Uh, what conference did you say next? Uh, SEC, I, obviously, I'm going to say Bama. So, um, what other conferences did you say? ACC. Uh, ACC, uh, Florida State. I mean, they're just – I've been saying we've been sleeping on them, and they're going to be a dangerous team come the to, uh, tournament. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, big, big time. I got Illinois. I got uh, Illinois. Michigan's been uh, – Michigan's been dropping some a uh, couple games recently, and Illinois recently just got the better of them, I think, on the second or the third. It was a I, little upset. I think Illinois was – sixth or seventh at the time and Michigan was two, but it was dev- it was still an upset. Um, if Michigan could refocus, I think it's their conference to lose. Yeah. But as of right now, I think Iowa and Illinois are, could give them a run for their money. I I personally think it's going to end up being, uh, I mean, like it's so tough because like I want to say Michigan, but I think Illinois can, sque- can squeeze it out. But I'm personally going to ride with Michigan. I just personally wouldn't bet against them. They're just such a good team. So, I mean, I personally have to roll with that. That's fair. Jackson, let's get your uh, SEC, Big 12, ACC. Oh, what? Sorry? Let's get your uh, SEC winner, Big 12 winner, and ACC winner. SEC, um, uh, yeah, I got Bama. I mean, would it – would I really say anything else? Um, I got Bama winning the SEC. Um, I do worry a little bit about teams like Arkansas. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like we might be able to get 
we might be able to get Arkansas down. I think Missouri will play us hard if they got the chance, but um, hopefully we're carrying momentum from a strong end to the season into March. Um, ACC, uh, again, I really think it's Florida State's uh, conference to lose. I mean, Vir- Virginia Tech and Virginia could give them a could give them a, some nice games, but I don't know. I think Florida just has. If I think Florida's just head and shoulders above the rest of the conference. Yeah. Big Twelve. And Big Twelve, I think. Yeah, I think it's Baylor. I don't. I don't think any of these teams are going to come close to competing with Baylor. Unless Cade Cunningham wants to make himself the undisputed uh, greatest NBA draft prospect of all time and uh, beat Baylor and make a deep run in March Madness, um, it's Baylor's. It's Baylor's conference. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go a little different route just because in the past, uh, March has really come down to, you know, normal college basketball during the regular season, it's who's got talent, who's got talent. Um, but in March, it's who's got talent and who's the best coached. Um, so, hot. what? And who's hot? Yeah, obviously. Um, for me, in the Big Twelve, the team that fits all those that checks all those boxes for me, well coached, talented, and is hot right now, is Kansas. And I think that's why they're going to win it. Uh, Bill Self is a legendary coach. He, you know, the talent they have is ridiculous. Baylor's good, uh, really good, but I'm not going against Bill Self in March. He's got a secret formula for that, so uh, I'm going there. ACC, I'm going to go with Virginia. Uh, Again, it's coaching for me. Virginia knows how to turn it on in March. Um, It's it's a culture thing, and they're talented. Uh, So I I really like Virginia there. Uh, Big Ten. Man, you know, there's so many options because you want, you know, you obviously start with Michigan and then you drop down and you're like, well, you know, Illinois and Ohio State are right there. Um, I'm going to go with Michigan, but the team to watch out for in the Big Ten tournament will be Iowa just because of how efficiently they can score the basketball. Um, you know, they they're, they're, they have a really good ability to go on runs. And I think that's really important in March in winning games. So if you can go on a run late, uh, you can win games. And I think I will be the dark horse in there, but I'm taking Michigan. Uh, and then finally, I like Alabama. Alabama traditionally plays well in Nashville. They traditionally play well in the SEC tournament. Uh, I see no reason why we can't win it, why we won't win it. Obviously, Arkansas is a tough team, uh, you know, but Arkansas is probably one of the only ones that I'm really scared about. Missouri might play us tough if they get the chance, but Missouri has been on a downslide, so I'm taking Alabama. I would just love to play Arkansas again and just beat them. That would, that would just be so nice. It'd be nice to tie up that loose end for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. But with that, we will be heading into part three, looking forward to the final two regular season games for both the men and the women. Uh, and we will wrap it up. So stick around. We'll be right back with part three. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7. The Capstone. Welcome back, folks, to Bama Baseline. We're talking uh, preview for both men and women coming into their last regular season game. Uh, to start off, the men are playing on Saturday against Georgia. This is a COVID reschedule or weather reschedule. I don't think it was COVID that affected this game, but 
uh, nonetheless rescheduled for Alabama. One last game before they head to Nashville. Uh, what are we thinking on this one? I mean, I think it's just going to be another win. I mean, we played them once before. I think we can beat them again. That's just me personally. I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem for us. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it'll be it'll be easy or not easy. I think it'll be I think it'll definitely be a win. Uh, I think this team will play harder than we've seen them play harder recently, just due to the nature of uh, Nate Oates maybe getting them ready. This team maybe taking on a different mentality in March, but I think this is a great chance to really tie up some loose ends and get things right before things get serious. <laughs> it's like a good game for like Nate Oates to experiment like some things like like strategize for the for March. Later in the month, well, it already is March. Yeah, Jackson, it's funny you say you use the wording get right because um, that's exactly how I was going to describe this game. This is a get right game. You know, you come into this game, you need to dominate. You need to rely on your stars, and the stars need to show up. And I think that's what will happen. Um, but this is absolutely a get right game and a, hey, you know, let's let's get on on a good one to start a nice little run in March because starting March off with three wins – and going into the tournament is going to be huge. Um, and then switching gears to tonight, Thursday, women are finishing off their season against Missouri. Um, I, you know, I, I like us here. I think, again, it's another get-right game for an Alabama program, and I think the women will have a really good opportunity to kind of finish out this season strong on some losses but good performances and then beat Missouri going into the SEC tournament and really give uh, the women some um, good jolt to finish mm-hmm. off their season. Yeah, I think you really got to hope uh, these ladies can take something out of these two tough matchups they just played and you know beat down a team like Missouri, a team that has double-digit losses, a team that only has single-digit wins. Uh, this should be – this should be another get right game. This should be another game for the, this should be a game for the ladies to play calm, play their brand of basketball, uh, have fun and just kind of uh, reestablish their identity on the court and get right for the rest of the SEC tournament. What do you guys think the score is going to be? We didn't do score predictions yet. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, score for Georgia. I'm going to go 87, six, uh, 87, 60. I got Bama by a thousand. Um, <laughs> give me Alabama ninety, maybe eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and Georgia. I think Alabama continues to hold teams below sixty points. I think Georgia only drops uh, fifty-five, fifty-eight. I personally don't think it's going to be as high scoring as you guys think. I think I'm going to predict like a lower scoring game. I'm going to predict like sixty. I'm going to predict like sixty-eight to fifty-seven. My person. Uh, and then for the women, I'm going a nice 52-47 win. All right. Yeah, I think the women's game is going to be low scoring, um, but I've got our girls winning uh, maybe 55-48. to 48. Uh, For my prediction, I'll go with like 60-52. to 52. I like it. I like it. So with that, that wraps up uh, Bama Baseline. Uh, When we come back to you, we will be ready to go March 
Madness officially starts. Obviously, March already started, but March Madness will start, and we will be ready to go for Nashville, ready to take out a conference tournament, ready to get a tournament, uh, ready to get into the March Madness tournament. So we appreciate you listening. Uh, come back next week for some more Bama baseline, and we'll be talking some more at Bama basketball. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA.